All right, how y'all doing, CT Squad? It's your boy Mike. And your boy Alex. Welcome to another episode of Couch Talks. If this is your first time listening to us, Couch Talks is a podcast series dedicated to the emotional intelligence and character development for the average millennial. Many all things business, finance, relationships, spirituality, all the above. So, that sounds good to you. Pull up a couch seat chair, grab a beer, and uh, let's talk. So today it's been a minute, bro. It's actually just uh, it's act, me and sure Alex is. here. There's no special just us, guests. no guests. We went back to the roots on this one for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm yeah, I, I really yeah. like it. You know, I mean, this is where we came. You know, this is where we started, and uh, it's gonna be a great podcast. I'll tell you that. I did want to tell you guys actually first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I do apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I did not create that poll this week. Uh, unfortunately, I'm getting adjusted to a new job, um, so that's been a little bit busy and hectic, uh, but I do promise you guys on the next one, we will definitely get a pull up. Uh, we will be a little bit more active on Facebook to allow you guys to kind of connect with us more, uh, so you guys feel like you're a part of this journey. Uh, but I first thought I'd apologize to you guys because I felt so bad. Of course, bro. Yeah, we want to like acknowledge it. Like we don't want to, you know, obviously like pass over to fat people. Like, what happened to the poll? It's like we just, we still got you guys. It'll happen on the on the next tenth one probably. So like, but yeah, and, and for the ones that don't know, this is the last episode of our season, which is pretty freaking dope. Yeah, with just episode me and 10. Michael. Hell yeah, for Amazing. sure. Amazing. <laughs> Dead. You're gonna try to keep this going, just uh. For now, just the last episodes of each season, just getting rooted back into our roots and just how we started off initially, which is just Alex and I. And it's, uh, yeah, bringing it back that way. Hell yeah. Yeah, For sure, I won't keep you any longer, bro. I don't want to get to your Liquid Courage segment. Of course. So we got Dragon's Milk White here. It's a bourbon barrel aged white stout. Uh, It is brewed and canned by New Holland Brewing Co. LLC. Mm. Which is actually another Michigan beer. Uh, <laughs> That's all we got. <laughs> I've had the regular Dragon's Milk, but I've not had this one, and it sounded really interesting. The can looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah, the I like it. It's got insane. like dragon scales all over it, That's and dumb. it's six percent. Um, so for all you stout lovers out there, uh, it definitely seems like a thirst quencher. You gotta know about the price. You gotta know how how that. I'm afraid to ask, dude. I don't know. <laughs> for a six pack, it was fifteen forty. Okay. Little expensive, okay. not okay. the most expensive, but it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. it's not like your average six pack of like Corona you're oh, getting yeah, or like yeah. you know Bud Light and it's like eight nine bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like when people hear the name Dragon's Milk, they expect like we're gonna pay. You gonna pay the price for it? You pay the price. Oh yeah. Sure. But it sounds good. Well, yeah. Let's get into it. Sir. Cheers. 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 It's really wow. weird. Like, there's no... I expected, like, a bite or something. Yeah, this is actually pretty fucking good. It's I'm not, not even gonna lie. I actually will probably get this again. This is so weird, yeah. I like it. It's just... It's interesting. It's a unique type of flavor. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely for, Dragon's like, that quiet taste. White. I don't even know what that white stands for. I'm not sure. Neither. Oh, it I says stout. with coffee, chocolate, and vanilla oh, extract. Well, there it is at the lot. bottom. <laughs> that explains right a there. lot. Yeah, yeah, this is actually pretty fucking good, dude. Yeah, I man. like this. I can, I can explain that better. This is something you can, like, That's have in the morning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You yeah, know? if you're in college. Just yeah. wake up yeah. and enjoy. You My know, get job. the day started with one of these and just 
It's smooth. Yeah. Move forward with the day. That's freaking dope, bro. You're going to have people tossing out 15 bucks here and there just for free. I might. Yeah. You never know, dude. I feel you. But uh, aside from the Liquid Courage segment, what do you have for us today, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So today's topic, we wanted to focus on uh, pursuing your skill. I know it sounds like a pretty um, simple or basic topic, but it's actually like very... Indefinite. Very important. Yeah, it's important. It's also very no bullshit as well. <laughs> exactly. I think a lot of us get caught up. Just like we talked about way in the past. I think it was her like first what up uh, season. One of the episodes in there about chasing money versus chasing fulfillment. Um, some of the similar qualities in there. But uh, yeah, I think so often we get caught up in chasing. Oh, yeah, that was the one with my brother. Yeah, on there. <laughs> yeah, that is. I forgot about that. Saying you know, after every fucking word he says, he was nervous, hilarious. bro. He was nervous. Uh, everybody gets yeah, nervous yeah. up on here, you know. When once they like come over here and they're getting ready for the podcast, which it's expected. I know a lot of people aren't really, you know, in that aspect of wanting to just jump right into it and being able to talk about a subject that essentially they might not have all that much knowledge about but as we've stated always this is not scripted it is all off the dome and usually from experience i feel like that works with a lot of things in life right is always that initial jump that scares people or to build up to the jump and once you're like already in mid-flight like you're good you already know what you're doing you're straight but uh yeah that goes into our so our honestly for, yeah. what i want to say uh-oh with wow. this aspect of pursuing the skills, so Mike and I obviously have our own different skills that we pursue for our careers-wise. Yes, but aside from that skill, we've been able to multitask, and we actually both have the skill of talking, which is why we created this podcast. Right. It allows us to be able to get our voices out there and possibly help e- even just one of you out and change the world for just one of you that makes me super happy and honestly dude i'm so fucking excited to talk in this podcast yeah, this mean, is gonna be a good yeah, podcast it's, it's dope in the aspect that uh, that's why i tell a lot of people is that you don't never have to you don't have to never that makes any sense but you rarely have to worry about reinventing the wheel like i think a lot of people forget that you have you're born with qualities even if you don't know what these qualities these talents are at least you're born with at least one everyone has one so it's like if you find a way to make use of that in itself like that can take you really far in itself and like alex just mentioned recently i mean me and him, we, we, if these mics weren't here, we would already be doing this off top. So we just have um, a good knack for talking improv in a lot of ways. But yeah, that's just like one example on many things. And I feel like a lot of people get caught up in the whole fear of knowing you have bills and everything else, again, starting to chase money uh, rather than chasing uh, that skill and building upon that skill. And you wind up looking down the line like, well, what am I really doing with my life? And why am I capping out after a certain time or switching to other jobs and not getting into a different plateau i mean different uh level when it comes to trying to work in the right and the problem is is because a lot of people don't have a plan for their skill right like me i was you know doing the whole college bullshit ever as i've told you guys you know i'm not 100 percent uh against it Uh, am i do i like school no i hate it honestly (laughs) but in the whole grand scheme of things That led me to my journey in electrical work, and that allowed me to build 
an interest for something, something that I actually really like to do. And I've gotten a lot better at it. Obviously, you know, I just got a newer job. So I'm learning a lot of different things with this job. You know, we do a lot of conduit bending. I'm learning a lot of different stuff with voltages and panels and stuff like that. I'm doing a lot more than I was doing with my past jobs, which it's allowing me to challenge myself, which is why I like it. And for me to be able to find that, and I found that a little older. If I had known this a little bit back, I honestly would have pursued this way sooner. But obviously, you, don't know. you know, there's a yeah. time and place for everything. Right. Everybody yeah. goes at their own pace. And what's super great about it is that I, I, you meet great people on these jobs. You know, you, right. you have a plenty of different of even different trades that you can learn from. An aspect of like plumbing, HVAC, you know, the low voltage guys. It's definitely something that you can have for future wise because obviously technology is constantly advancing. So it is good to get into that aspect or get into like PLC programming because that's the way of the future essentially. But I I honestly, I, I really do enjoy it. Uh, it allows me to put my mind at ease. I really don't feel like I'm working. You know, my brother's always like, oh, you work a manual labor job. Like, I'm like, so? Like, but I have fun with it. And I'm not sitting at a desk with my freaking thumb in my butt. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I guess that will lead me to my question, too. So, like, what? Because obviously, when you started out on electrician work, you had to gather up, like, the, you felt like you, you had to gather up the qualities that you had in you and had to determine if that was going to be the job for you. So I would ask, like, what was the thing that, based on the qualities that you already had, like, what made you, what did you pick out that made you think, all right, I could be a really good electrician person? Like, what are the things that make up you doing your day-to-day that, like, you know it takes a person, you know, with this type of mindset and this person with this type of quality? Like, what are these traits that It's a person who likes to troubleshoot. Okay. It's literally all troubleshooting. It's finding the problem and coming up with a solution. That's what I like. There is a lot of math in it. I do like math uh, to a certain extent. I mean, the math's not crazy hard. Like, obviously, you have to calculate voltages. If you're, like, bending pipe with different types of sizes, you have to reduce factors because you're stretching the pipe, essentially. So if, like, you were to make a bend or whatever on a wall, you'd essentially have to subtract because when you're bending it with the bender, which a bender is like a tool that you use to bend pipe. It it basically is a hook with a handle. That's it. You put the pipe in there. It's got different degrees and stuff. I won't get super into it because a lot of people probably (laughs) won't understand what what I'm talking about. They'll be like, man, is he speaking foreign? (laughs) But... it's the troubleshooting aspect of it because it allows you to challenge yourself. And it's something new every day. It's not the same thing. You're not sitting at a desk, typing away, hating your life. You know, it's it's more so you get to walk around. And as well, too, what I like about it is you get to actually stay in shape because you're moving around all the time. We really only get to sit for our lunch, which is about 30 minutes. The other seven and a half hours of the day, you're moving around. That's important, though, because you literally just mentioned everything that you normally do outside of work. Like, for example, the, the not sitting around aspect, you're not one to just chill. You're pretty active and staying busy, especially with, like, gym-type stuff. You know you don't you want something different, like, each day. You don't want the same mundane tasks. Uh, you know, like, you're not office job-centered, so you know you like troubleshooting. So these are all qualities that you 
kind of built up together and you're like yo i can be freaking great at like engineering i mean not engineering sorry like electrical work so it's like one of those things that i think people forget about that you 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 need to look inwardly before outwardly and you gotta stop looking at things that have uh money attached or paycheck attached to it and going based on how much you're getting paid per hour instead of looking at like yeah. what skills are needed for this and once you attach the skill to like whatever it's that you're doing bro the money's gonna come regardless and the aspect is like i haven't even looked at the money aspect of right. it you don't need it's to. just you're because i bag. enjoy it so much yeah. that it's not work right. it's it's actually fun it's enjoyable it's like right. i'm playing on a playground for eight hours pretty much right. and i get to basically do what i want you know my bosses aren't sitting over my head like are you getting this done <laughs> are you doing what you need to no, they give me a task. They tell me what I need to do. They leave me alone for the rest of the day. Right. They're just expecting for me to finish that. Right. That's it. And eventually, I'd like to become my own contractor because I think that'd be pretty cool being able to, you know, run your own business and be able to, like, fully understand electrical work. Right. You know, when you become... So, essentially, when you become, like, a contractor, that's, like, your whole, like... That's like your last license that you have to obtain. But you can obtain that uh, at the same time that you get your master's license. But to get your master's license, you have to have 12,000 hours of work. Which it, it seems like a lot, but if you're working and your employers are obviously keeping you busy, giving you... You know, extra overtime and I mean, whatnot. Look at the title, though, master. Like, how are you gonna ha- how are you gonna be a master at without twelve thousand hours? Like, I'm going. If you're the master, I'm going to you. Like, this is the title in itself. If that was used anywhere else, like for example, martial arts. If I'm going to the master. He better at least have twelve thousand hours of work. So it makes sense. It's, it's worth the the amount of work you put into it. It is, yeah. and I feel like really to become professional at something or to have that potential. You at least have to have ten thousand hours worked That's at that baseline. skill yeah. to become yeah. professional. At right, it. right. So aside from me talking about pursuing my skill, what would you have to say about what made you end up getting into the industry that you're in? Yeah, I mean, I think was me. It wasn't a straightforward approach. Neither it was definitely a lot of a uh, f- finding myself. Uh, originally, I thought it was going to be very deep and out of mode of which I technically still am to a certain aspect. But I went from that to, uh, you know, doing all things in automotive between uh, engine, some light engineering work, uh, test technician work, um, as well as um, vehicle, like actual mechanical work and uh, just on the, on the road work with vehicles. And then started going from that to uh, design based programs. I mean, we're making we're talking about designing automotive related things, but the things in like AutoCAD and um uh, the Adobe Suite and stuff like that, and then going from that to different programming things involving code and starting. I mean, I was all over the place for the longest, but uh, I, I start realizing that I, I my main problem was that I recognized the skills that I had, but I didn't know how to funnel them. So I think it's really important the older you get that you have to start realizing like, okay, you're gonna have to start getting into what is it that you're really trying to do because if you spread yourself too. Too, too out there, you're going to wind up, you're going to be too thin. Like You can't focus on too many things at the same time. You have to funnel down your what you want to focus on. And for me, uh, I was able to combine those skills into becoming a UI, UX designer. It's mainly my focus, which is basically called user experience, user design. Um, or user interface, my apologies. Um, and it basically just encompasses all those things. Uh, it depends on what field you want to use it for. For me, it's still automotive. But uh, it's just incorporating like design, um, design and human behavior, consumer behavior, 
um, as well as like some coding aspects too in there. And I, just things that I found that was naturally good at that combined into one thing. And I, you know, it's one of those, one of those things that you don't know there's a market for until you research. So you definitely have to like come outside yourself and really start taking risks and, and understanding like what fields you can go into. And I, w- I don't want to drop too many gems on here. that's a good but, job, though. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, it allows you to challenge yourself. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it's definitely a process and a plan to get there. So I can respect you for wanting to pursue that and not really looking at the money aspect of it. You just kind of want to perfect the skill. Yeah, Once you perfect the skill, yeah. money is endless. That's oh, that's yeah. basically how I look at it. Is once you perfect your skill, there's plenty of opportunities to make money out there. Right. But I feel like with a lot of people is, you know, for instance, like I know a couple of people who kind of just they keep bouncing around. They don't really have a plan for themselves. Right. They don't really know what their skill is and they're kind of going through that same rut and that same cycle of like right. Oh, like what's going to make me the most money? And they gravitate towards that. And then they end up staying miserable every time. You want to enjoy what you do. You don't want to sit there and have to keep like, you know, working for the dollar and you feel like you're a slave to it. Right. Like it's not it's not a very, as I could say, content feeling. Me, I like to feel satisfied. You know, every day after I'm done work, I feel satisfied. I'm like, you know what? I did a good job today. Yeah, do I make mistakes? I do. I'm human. Everybody does. But at the end of the day, those mistakes are teaching me what not to do next time. Because usually when you do it the first time, you're not going to make it the second time. If you pay attention. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's a lot of, you know, you have to pay attention to detail in electrical work. It's just the way it is. Just like even with your aspect of your industry and your job, you have to do a lot of paying attention. You have to be able to continue to keep learning the process and stay focused in it. Right. And that I can respect. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would encourage people to do, too, is that you can't... College is great in the aspects of teaching you a foundation, and but I'm not going to... you don't know what the fuck you want to do, <laughs> college is really not the best opportunity for you because you're just going to be wasting a bunch of money and you're going to put yourself in debt, yeah. which is like 80 to what, 85% of students nowadays or people who go through school, and they don't even have jobs in the field that they went to school for. They don't have the jobs. They're still working at retail jobs or working at fast food jobs, still living with their parents till they're almost 30 years old. You don't want that. You Mm. want to be able to get out and actually explore and be able to do things on your own. Well, I think what happens, too, is that you hit a point in college where you like you when you start having second thoughts on things, it might become too late. And you're like, well, if I want to switch now, I have to start over. And I'm right here at the finish line. I might as well just finish getting my degree in what it is and figure out something else on the side. That doesn't mean that, like, you'll be able to erase that debt that you racked up while doing that, though, or getting into that field. And that's that's the sad part about it. But what I would encourage, too, for a lot of people that want to really explore themselves, again, this is a podcast is about us helping each other. So I want to give, like, a very detailed thing so you guys don't have any questions on it. Uh, for me, I do informational inf- interviews. So I'll use a platform like LinkedIn and if I'm in, in, if I'm interested in a certain industry, I'll shoot a quick message to whoever that's in that industry, that's in that position that I I am interested in, and I'll just I won't say these exact words, but summed up, I'll kind of ask them about 
how, uh, you know, I just want to do a quick interview with you, just picking your brains on how uh, your day-to-day works, how this is your industry, how is the hiring process, how is it like being at that job, what that environment is like. And most times, a good eight out of 10, if the person's not a dick on there, they usually like will get back with you with either a yes or a no. And for me, most of the time it's been yes. I would say about nine out of 10 has been like, yes, like sure, we can set up a date. I'm kind of busy right now, but we can set up a date for this time. And they usually meet up with you and are fully willing to, uh, you know, have like a video chat or meet up for coffee, especially nowadays it's probably more video chat based. But uh, yeah, I've learned so much about certain industries and how they actually work. Um, based on just how talking to those individuals, and you make a good impression on them, uh, they're often li- likely to recommend you to whoever they're, uh, they're trying to hire you or, or that you're trying to get into. And I've gotten to plenty of jobs like that. I mean, I've gotten to a point where some hiring managers are like, how old are you? And I'm like, no, I'm only this age. They're like, geez, your freaking resume is, it's, it's, it's long, yo. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not bad. But um, yeah, it's one of those things that you really have to put yourself out there to understand the industry. And when you're something tech related or something that moves very fast paced, college only moves so fast. You only you can only get so much information through so many channels. And then that's got to be accepted. And then you got to find teachers who are able to teach that and willing to teach that. So if that is too slow of a process, the outside world might be moving faster than what you're going through internally with college, which is why they try to include in internships and stuff towards the end of your degree, whatever, to give you that real world experience. But if you want to get there before then, it's good to do like things like those informational interviews so you can have a head start approach on knowing how to position your portfolio ahead of time while you're in college if you are taking that route and things like that. So that's a gym that helped me out a lot. Uh, I, I didn't know that until someone told me and then the rest I had to research on myself on that aspect. But again, this is what this podcast is about, helping each other. So Yeah, and I can completely agree with that. Me, I've only been on LinkedIn a, a couple of times, uh, not really too, too much. I mean, right. more so when you're doing like electrical work, yeah, you kind of really just yeah. <laughs> it's more call like, up yeah. the company right. and be like, hey, right. look, like I want to work. Like mm-hmm. these are the type of skills I have. Like on my resume, like it states all the skills I have. Uh, companies I've worked for, I also tell them like, you know, as a bonus, I have all my own tools. I have a reliable form of transportation because that's what employers in that field are looking for. Looking for people who want to get up and are go-getters and want to get the job done and get it done right. And that's what I'm about. I like doing it. Like I'll even post, you know, I know I'm sure most of you are familiar with Snapchat. It's a pretty like big now, platform yeah. base yeah. that a lot of people use uh, our age and or nowadays, as you could say, just in society in general. Right. And sometimes I'll take videos of what I actually do just to kind of show my Snapchatters or my viewers like this is what I do. This right. is how my work looks. And if you do need anything, you can always contact me, which you obviously give everybody discounts who, you know, I do know, uh, family, friends wise, or, you know, even people who want to reach out and be like, hey, like I need this job done. How much is it going to cost? Right. right. And that's fun itself, too, because I do do side jobs and side jobs really teach you the most, I have to say, because you actually have to do it by yourself. Right. So you have to come up with a plan by yourself. You need to figure out what you're going to charge that person because you have to obviously take in consideration your overhead, your materials, all that type of stuff, and your time. And you obviously need to get it done in a reasonable time to where you're, (laughs) where not only that, it's just the pure fact that 
where you're making money because oh, you have to understand oh, yeah, not every yeah. time you're going to have where the customer buys the supplies, they're right. going to expect you to buy those buy supplies, come out and be able to get the job done for them. They're just really essentially waiting for what the bill is going to cost. Right. That's literally all they're waiting sense. for. So in that aspect, it kind of teaches me like what I'm going to need to do in the future if I do want to actually be a, a business owner in this field industry and it, it, I'm, I'm very excited for it because I'm now, I'm in my second year and I'm having a blast with it. I'm able to do a lot of things because I do have experience already. And even people who don't have experience, they're looking for that because in the trades, whether it's a recession, depression, wherever it's at, you're still going to have work. You're not really going to be out of work. It, crazy part is, so like at my house the other day, so one of our pipes ended up leaking in the basement and we had a plumber come out and this plumber had been doing plumbing for 50 years all right so he he's an older guy right but he he knows what he's doing he's a master plumber and one thing he told me he goes in the 50 years that i've worked he goes i've never been out of work oh yeah yeah that's absolutely crazy because one people are still paying him in harsh times because they need things done like that and now not everybody has to get into that it's just more so the people who are actually interested in doing it you have to be a go-getter it's just the way it is you can't just sit there and oh i'm gonna show up only this certain amount of time and expect that you're going to get the full learning experience and you're going to get the respect because you don't get the respect Unless you're actually showing it through your actions. Right. No, no, I feel that. I feel like it's a, that's one thing I always respected the trades in so much is that like, because you're developing a skill, especially going through trade school and everything else, is that like, you're in a way, subconsciously, they're teaching you a way on how to market yourself, right? They're teaching you how to like, you working on a key skill and the components used for that skill. And you know that like what the market is needed, like what the people, what clients need based on, because they know how, what what's required from electricians and everything else so you know how to bundle yourself up in a way in a deal to be like all right this is what i know what to offer this is based on my experience i know what my value is based on these things i can present this to you based on you know based on those two things really and um you can go from there so it's a great way of just teaching people how to like really get into that mindset of entrepreneurship and like it makes it easier to step out on your own. I feel like people in trades are a lot more likely to step out on their own, not just doing nine to fives, but doing side jobs rather than people in college. Only nothing against people in college, but only because college is mainly its goal is to teach you. I mean, it, to be a, a worker in, in in a corporate environment. I mean, you can't fault them at that. That's what you're getting paid to do, right? But uh, with trades, it's definitely teaching you to not just have a nine to five, but how to really make the most out of your time. I feel like outside of a nine to five too. And uh, that's definitely important, especially in society today, was how things go and topsy-turvy things are with COVID and everything else. You want to make sure you can have an influx of money coming in. And I feel like the more opportunities you have in, in, in jobs-wise or creating income-wise, the better off you, you'll be. I feel like it's very hard to well, rely on well, one A income lot of problems. Is. One thing I'd have to state yeah. that is a problem. Yeah. is that, dude, there are so many people who are quitting their jobs and just don't want to work like because of this whole COVID thing that's came about. And yeah. it, it's truly sad to watch because how are you supposed to actually pursue a skill if you don't even want to work? 
That's just, that's, it's hard. It's just, you're not going to get what you want without having to work for it. Well, I think it's easy not to because you don't, they already hate the job they're at, right? So if you're not, if you're already somewhere you hate because you were chasing money, it makes it that much easier to quit because you were already halfway out the door in the beginning anyways. So now you have a reason because COVID's there. So you're like, well, shit, I'm definitely leaving. And if unemployment's going to pay me the amount they're paying me for, I am for sure leaving. So it's like, but if you were Yeah, but they're yeah. not, they, they didn't pay that forever then. There's, oh, I know. Only so much time that I know. that unemployment was coming to people. That's what people got to understand. Yeah, and it, it's now it's like you have to, you know, it wasn't at the start where you just got to like you know answer the couple questions and like boom you get like what almost eight hundred dollars every two weeks or yeah, some shit some like crazy. that. Like that's crazy. Now you have to actually show that you put in applications for jobs. This that. And it, 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 it's honestly, it's more of a process. You'd be better off going, pursuing a skill. Yeah, you might not make the most money right now because obviously things aren't going to come tomorrow. It's going to be a time process. But the more you start getting into it, the easier it's going to become. Right. And you're going to actually enjoy it. But you have to be able to find that and pursue that yourself. You can't expect anybody else to do it for you because in reality... You really only have yourself at the end of the day. Right, right. That's it. I mean, you got family, this, that, but like eventually we all, our lives come to an end eventually. It's just the cycle of life. Right. You know, you basically are born, you start to grow up, you know, you're a child, you end up becoming an adult, and now you have to have a plan. Because if you want to have a family or something like that, you're not only going to be feeding your mouth, you're going to be feeding extra mouths aside from your wife, you know, say, and that depends on how many kids you want to have. So you have to make sure that you take care of them because, you know, in my case, for my, as an example, I don't want my kids to have to grow up on welfare, have to know what poverty is because one, I haven't grown up in that. And I just want them to understand that there's a lot to life that they can actually enjoy. Right. I feel like that's why, uh, that's, I think that's why I push having a big why is so important too. I know I've mentioned that in so many episodes, but you guys are probably tired of hearing it, but it's literally like in embedded in everything that you do. And to the people that don't believe it, you can honestly see it a lot. It's, I feel like it's a little bit more uncommon in, in men than women just based on just, what how how things lie in the social structure and everything else but like you you see a switch in a lot of guys when they have a kid or have a family afterwards or multiple kids like if they were lazy or whatever at first most of the time not all the time but most of the time there a switch happens and they're like okay i gotta really start getting my shits together because i have a family now i gotta provide for them i gotta do these things so they're only gonna do like the the most of what they know how to do. So whether that means them working multiple jobs or whatever else, how it is, but it's, it's interesting because it, it goes, that's their big why now. So like, it's the same thing. Uh, a, a good example of this would be the gym. I'm not trying to call anyone out on a gym aspect, but there used to be this thing that my father and I used to have was people are coming in there for new year's res- resolutions, not getting off topic, but it's the thing. Our biggest problem was, is that everyone had a very, most of the people in there had a very, a basic level of motivation to get them in there. They want the usual. I want a good body. I want to feel better about myself. I want to be confident. And, you know, I, I want to 
look better and feel better type deal, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is that's what everybody and their grandma wants in there. That's the reason why we're in there. Even if you want to tack on, you know, wanting guys to like me more, wanting girls to like me more, that's great. That's what everybody else wants in there too. So you got to find something that's deeper because other than that, like that's not, that might not be enough to hold you there. Like it could be the fact that, all right, well, based on the area you live, if you're not physically fit, that that's really going to harm your family in, in forms of you might you might get might get attacked by something robberies that happen if you can't defend your family you're effed up or if you want some element of control in your life and you realize the gym gives you a lot of control based on how what life gives you that's 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 a why there so it's like it's always the deeper form that roots you and i think you see it a lot when that happens in people who get caught up in relationships and that whole comfortable stage where they feel like i don't have to work out anymore i have to do this it's because i feel like a lot of times they didn't have a why in the beginning to hold them strong enough to the gym this is and this is one example it goes for many things but just i feel like the gym's the most relatable example for a lot of people so like in terms of motivation because that's what's going to take to like pursue a lot of these skills, pursue a lot of these, to grow a lot of these skills and, and go long-term with them, you need to have a big why in terms of motivation. Because if it's just that you want more money, that's nice, but everybody wants more money. So you're going to have something that's going to have to provoke you, to push you, to go further into your skill, whether it's, you know, based on your home situation, your environmental situation, based on things you don't want to experience again, whatever it is, whatever it may be, find that thing and hold on to it. Cause that's going to root you. And a lot of times when you're going to feel iffy about, wow, like I'm pursuing this skill, but it's really hard. Or like, I'm not getting paid the money I want to from this. I know I'm getting skills, but wow, these bills are stacking up. Holding on to that why is what's really going to help you stay motivated and help form that skill and afterwards like i said or like you mentioned earlier too it's going to even out that money's going to catch up and in fact pass it up and you're going to be making way more than you thought you even would be able to make so I exactly that's very and i i totally agree with you on that but the problem is is not everybody sees that and yeah, that's yeah, that's okay. that's the true problem in society yeah. nowadays and a lot of people just like to give up on the fact and then bouncing around jobs that's not going to help you any. It's right. now because now when you have to like uh, be able, you're bouncing around jobs. That's a new start now to the new job that you have. So you're the bottom. Right. You're basically the little bitch. <laughs> you're doing all the grunt work and all that. And it's and that's what makes and that's why I feel like people hate it is because they're restarting every time they get a new job. Right. So they're not going to enjoy it because obviously they're doing all the shit work it's all the and it, it, it's just and they're like, oh, well, this isn't fair. Well, if you had actually focused on one thing and continued to build on that and weren't so greedy on the aspect of wanting to make money. Because just like you said, everybody wants to make money. Right. Everybody does. You have to to survive. It's right. the way it is. Right. Or else you're just going to be living on the streets. And here in Michigan, living in the streets, <laughs> I do cold, not bro. know how the homeless people do it, man. Yeah, it gets cold. That shit is wild. And sometimes we get in here, it's like negative 20 degrees. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Yeah. I could not do that. Or like people living out their cars. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But... For us, like, we just want to help you guys. We want to be able to make sure that you guys are following your own paths. And everybody has something different that they're into, obviously, because it plays a role in society. Everybody has to do something for an economy to run. That's the way it is. And I feel like 
in our age group more so because there's a lot of people that I know uh, who even like just bounce around with jobs or right. they're not really enjoying themselves and they kind of just like are like, okay, like I guess I'm just going to settle for this right. or maybe I'm just going to go to the next job and maybe that'll be a good workout for me. But odds are nine out of 10, that's probably not going to be the case. And they're just going to keep going in the same cycle. Well, you know, most of what you know, like until someone tells you different, I feel like, or you find that on your own somehow that you're just going to keep repeating that process. Exactly. And yeah. people have to find it on their own. That's the thing. Nobody can do it for you. I feel, I feel. And because I feel like those people who expect everybody to do everything for them or find the answers for them are usually the ones that end up the deepest in the hole that's true this is true yeah yeah i mean it's it's interesting too because i feel like if you put yourself out there to start searching for yourself that i feel like that whatever you believe in i can use guys a perfect example like it's it's meeting him halfway he sees you trying to go towards that thing he's gonna try to match that energy with you doing it so he's gonna put people in that area because he wants to help you just like any other father i think chris rock had a good quote on this saying that uh people are more inclined to help the guy who was pushing his broke down car rather than the one standing out in front of it with the stomach because like they see the person trying right and i feel like god works a lot of that same aspect uh, and trying to help ones out who are trying, not just selling for whatever life being whatever it is type deal. So it, I, I remember a stage for me in life where I was in a, a big searching phase and I was, again, spread real even um, about doing too many things at the same time. So I'm not spreading even, spread thin. I was doing too much at one time. And it took a random occasion of being out to dinner with some friends and one of their managers, hus- or husbands, boyfriends, whoever it was, I was talking about my goals and what I was trying to do with my life and stuff. And he said that sounds all fine and dandy, but you it sounds like you're spreading yourself too thin. Like you're running on fumes right now and you're not getting as much done as you thought. And I'm like, to me, I mean, because it, it's your goals and dreams, you usually get you usually hit instant defense mode. Like, what are you talking about? You don't know. Like, these are my goals. I'm going to make them happen type deal. And he's like, listen, I've been in your boat. He's like, I do work a nine to five thing, and I have an entrepreneur and business going on for what I'm doing too, and I make it very well. Which he did live very nice, and he's a nice place out in White Lake. But um, he was trying to tell me how that if you can hone all that energy into one thing, or try to combine those skills into one thing, it will make things so much easier for you. It'll be less of a headache. It'll be it'll be a lot easier for you to 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 go further into those things but you gotta you gotta find a way to funnel these things down so this is mainly for the people out there who recognize their skills but they don't they don't know how to funnel it into yeah like have the plan right getting there right 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 you gotta you gotta have a way you have a you gotta have a strategic plan and just funneling them everything's a plan but you gotta have a plan even in that in itself of just working that down into a, a one precise skill combined skill even if that that you can pursue because again doing too much um at the same time you're not gonna have the progress you think you're gonna have and it's gonna do a lot of harm to you in the end so no yeah. it truly will and I, I agree with that that's awesome to have people like that in your life uh one thing i'd have to say that's really good is so i have two people who really support me in what i want to do and like the most and i'd have to say that's one my aunt Greta, my stepdad Tim, oh, and also, well, because my aunt's getting married, he'll be my step-uncle, Rick, though. Um, They just always tell me, they're like, look, just keep working hard, keep focusing in, get your hours in, get your journeyman card, 
and eventually it's all going to pay off, which it is hard work. It's manual labor, but there is that end goal that you get to. And then you have the ultimate satisfaction and gratification that, wow, I actually put in all this work and I focused on my energy and I was able to accomplish this. It's the most, like, it's the best feeling in the world to be able to accomplish something that you never thought you could actually do. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's almost scary in a way because it's, it's one of those things. This is, com- this is coming from a, my, my experience with having a goal-oriented family that it also is at the same time a very, a very slippery slope and becoming too dopamine-centered and, 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 and achieving the goal. And what I mean by this is that you can do a lot of harm to you if you're not enjoying the process of you trying to obtain that goal and, 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 and find joy in that instead of saving it towards the end. Because what happens is on a scientific level, I'm not trying to get all super science on you guys, but I'll make it quick, uh, that you reach your dopamine levels peak and during like your, your finish line type areas, right? When you reach that goal, whether it's completing college or whatever it is, trade school, stuff like that, or other aspects and, and goals. And what happens is is that we share a lot of pain with our, our joy. Is, is They kind of work on a similar, uh, I got, what do you call it, teeter-totter? That's what the kids use. And uh, what happens is that that has to follow by a duration of pain, which is going to be your postpartum. It's basically, what do I do with my life now, now that I've completed this goal, right? And I feel like a lot of us, especially ones who deal with depression and anxiety and all these other things a lot, that to try to avoid similar feelings of that, we rush right into the next goal of trying to get on that. And what that happens is you wind up, if you keep doing that routinely, you wind up lowering your baseline of dopamine, not increasing it. For ones that don't know, dopamine is your motivational factor. So that's you going after that's like a good example of that is like you expecting to have sex later you're probably pretty happy you're probably you're probably pretty happy that's your dopamine feeling right there so like that lowers each time if you become too goal-centered and you don't actually appreciate the process rather than the goal and uh, what happens in the end eventually is that you don't you wind up losing feeling on a lot of things you want losing feeling on like the, the the goals don't feel that important to you not much does and for me, I, I, I feel like I had that struggle at a one point where it's just, again, finding that happiness. I didn't understand how to find that happiness aspect because I was so goal-centered. And I was putting so much emphasis on the celebration of that goal that uh, I just, the balance of that was like this really bad, the, 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 even the evening out, since everything's in balance, the whole pain aspect of postpartum. And I'm like, fuck, I hate feeling this way. I got to rush into the next thing and soon... Lord behold, I freaking wound up being in this bad state of just not getting any joy in what I was doing. So to avoid that, try trying to get to the main point, uh, focus on the process. So like you, were tra- like for example, was you that was trying to change, uh, trying to achieve your journeyman's. For anyone out there trying to finish college or whatever so you're trying to do, trying to develop your skills, find joy in that process. Find joy in the short term goals leading up to the main goal. Spread out, spread out your happiness, your dopamine in between these things. And it will make it a lot easier to go through your celebra- your celebration periods too. So I feel that's just important. That's just what I've learned. Anyone anyone has any questions on that? Look up the Huberman podcast. He's a scientist. Um, he's based out of uh, Stanford. He does a lot of like uh, science studies, lab studies. I feel that some like too. That. People so, don't do enough research. You man. gotta do research, bro. You gotta you gotta, you gotta like 
you, you got to adventure. You have to be able to investigate. You and to, a man. lot of people don't want to do that because they just want it instantly handed to them. Yeah. See, a lot of people our age, you got to think, like, they've been handed a lot of shit. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that's really all they know. They don't know anything else. Like, yeah. and... It, it, it's it's sad because when they really get out there on their own, they get lost. They yeah. look like a lost puppy that doesn't know where it's going. Right. And it's just basically qu- crying and whimpering for its mother yeah. all the time because it, it's so used to being nurtured. Right. And it, that's, it, it, it truly is sad. And I see a lot of people like that. And I do pray for them. You know, I hope that they can eventually get out of that rut and be able to kind of do something for themselves. You know, I've had a pretty good childhood myself. So I, I can't really say too, too much. But I've also made the move forward to get out there on my own find jobs and be able to learn and really enjoy myself well, yeah, cause i feel like if you don't eventually you're gonna hit a wall where you're just gonna want to understand yourself more like why am i feeling this why am i going through this why can i not find that job why am i going through the, these emotions of, of whatever like eventually you're gonna want answers for these things and you can't rely on someone to just you walk across someone on the street and they just hand you these answers like you're gonna have to do research and trying to obtain them and even in that process in itself requires a lot of self analyzing and that requires going through a lot of walls and we're not trying to get on a podcast of you know emotional stuff but you got to get through a lot of that to get through to a lot of answers that you want and that mixes a lot of self-analyzing research self-analyzing and research and eventually you'll be able to get like a nice rhythm going and you know how to approach certain situations as they happen because life's not going to stop I mean, for all wants to follow me on Snapchat, I, I did release like a, a, a quick uh, thing on Kevin Hart, and he had mentioned a lot of this. Like, these days are going to keep passing you by. Yeah. They're gonna, the sun's going to keep coming up, the moon's going to keep coming up, and you're going to look up, and like a year's going to go by, and you're going to be like, well, shit, I didn't do, what did I do in that past year other than just be depressed and whatever I was going through? So it's like the more you try to learn about yourself, the more it's going to help you like uh, go after these things, find what your skills are, find what your talents are, developing these skills, being able to attain money. But you're not going to get there if you go. Th- you don't go through a lot of these walls first, and that's that's where a lot of your your potential is behind. So you can't avoid it. I feel like a lot of th- uh, ways, um, God bringing things to you repeatedly if you don't get the concept the first time or get the message the first time. So for all the ones out there that are going through the same thing over and over again. You're going to have to keep going through it until you get the actual message and go through what it is. There's no way of getting around it. So if you want to get to that point of developing your skills really high, if that is what you're trying to achieve and you're not getting there and you're repeating yourself in the same hamster wheel aspect, you have to go through it. You can't avoid it. You got to approach that emotion, approach whatever it is that you're avoiding head on so you can get to that potential on the other side. And after that, yeah, after it's smooth sailing after that. You're going to have your rope bumps, but at least you'll see where you're going rather than seeing a huge wall in front of you. Yeah, sure. It'll be like the Wizard of Oz. Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, pretty much. You get a freaking lion. Follow the yellow brick road. And you yeah. see when that girl got to the end of that, you know, she experienced greatness. So I can't. <laughs> Going I can't, home? <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. I, I mean, feel, she I still feel. made it home, bro. Yeah, that was I her feel. whole goal. She made her goal. That's the difference, yeah. though. She made it back to where she needed to be. This is true. This is true. So. This is true. That's kind of a good uh, a good perspective to look at, and 
you all can make it. You really can. I have faith in all you guys. Uh, I'm proud of what you guys are doing right now. Just take that initiative. And one thing that's a big problem with that is that with pursuing these skills and whatnot, a lot of people are so set in their ways with their comfort zones. And that there is where it's kind of like a stop. Yeah. Or a pause, as you can say. Humans search for comfort. That's it is. We do. We they do. do. But, yeah. like, you got to also understand, if you're not stepping out your comfort zone, yeah, how the hell are you going to get anyway? This is true. This is very true. This is very true. It, it takes a lot. Again, that goes back to your why. you got to have something strong to drive you out of that comfort zone, or you're going to be stuck in there for sure. But, yeah, for everyone there. So, if you, I, that was my last and final question. To wrap it up in a few sentences, what can you tell our audience and... Uh, how to, I guess I should say, like help them in their pursuit of forming a skill? I'd say the easiest thing, one, well, one, first, do your research, right, right on right. what it is that you actually like to do. Right. Two, make the initiative to call people up. Build the network, right? Now, you might not 100% want the job that you have, you know, because you may have to start at the bottom. Everybody has to start somewhere. You're not just sitting out here making a million dollars off rip. Right, right. But in my aspect, what helped me out was staying consistent on it and right. being able to continue to challenge myself and really never give up. Right. And that really helped me out because there had been times where I was super down on myself. I was like, ah, shit, like, is this really going to be for me? Is this going to work out? And... It did end up working out when I found my pathway in electrical, and I've just continued to roll with it, and I've had a really good time with being able to, well, one, I'd probably have to say I've really grown as a person with it. It's really taught me like a lot of different life skills, and overall, I definitely have to say, one, consistency, and stepping out of your comfort zone. Right. That's really going to help you. What would you have to say? I'll say, uh... For me, because I know you hit them on on the business side, which is important. I feel like I'm gonna hit you guys on the emotional side. I feel like uh, what's important is take the time to understand who you are. So, like understanding what those skills are, what makes up you, what are these talents, what are these skills are. Explore those. Find confidence in those by getting through your comfortability, stepping outside your comfort zone, like Alex had mentioned too. And uh, after that, be okay with no one accepting what it is that you're doing or, or cheering you on. Like, if you need someone to tell you, you, you I'm pr- that you're proud of you, hell, I'm proud of you. I don't know all of you, but I'm proud of you guys where you're at. And it's trying to to achieve, to, to get more. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and, hell, you're at this point almost an hour in, then it means you're, you're looking for something or you're being entertained one or the other, which we're happy with either. But, uh, yeah, for me, I'll definitely be like that. The, my few points would be yeah, take the time to understand you, uh, step outside your comfort zone, and, uh, yeah, be confident in who you are regardless of who uh who agrees with your career path or not. It's for you, not them. So for sure. But yeah, it's been a dope podcast, bro. I really uh, enjoyed this podcast. I really hope you guys learned something. If you do have any questions, please message us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, We do have TikTok now, so make sure you go and follow (laughs) us on there. I finally follow the bandwagon, but it is a business page. We got him there. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we're also on Instagram as well, too. And if you do have our personal contacts, don't be afraid to reach out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're always open books here. So any questions on anything, even if you guys want to 
uh, get any links to any of the data stuff I mentioned on dopamine or just how you uh, just uh, use that in your life correctly and just getting through the depressional things, whatever else, hey, I can send you all of that too. Uh, if you like doing research and looking at data charts and sciencey stuff and all that extra shit. So for sure. Well, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekends. You guys will probably be seeing this Sunday, Monday time. So I guess enjoy your work week. And uh, until then, peace. Peace.